my name is Paula McGurdy and I am a visual artist based in Dublin in Ireland and I started this podcast last year in lockdown and really the idea was to champion other female uh, artists within Ireland um, just to hear more about their story and I am fascinated by how people got into art, what their creative background is, a bit more about their process, all of that. I love it. I think it's really, really fascinating. And I think regardless of whether you're an artist or not, I think to find out a bit more about how people create things is a wonderful thing. So I hope you enjoy them. Um, this series is on podcasts. So all of the main podcasts, Spotify, uh, iTunes, all of those places. Um, and it's also available on YouTube as well. So you can see them on my YouTube channel channel Paula McGurdy um, if you like it please subscribe please like please share obviously the way that these get out there and are seen more is if you guys champion them as well and champion the artists that are sharing as well they give their time up as well to be here and to chat and share more about the process and it's amazing. brilliant well lovely to meet you Denise and uh, thanks for joining me and mm -hmm. I see one of your gorgeous paintings behind you there your yeah. big beautiful paintings yeah fantastic we'll get into all of that anyway so um tell us a bit about yourself so how did how did it all begin and all that kind of stuff um okay so my name is Denise McCabe and I am based here in County Monaghan so I suppose my whole business came from uh, me wanting my own studio space and gallery Mm -hmm. And I opened this studio and gallery in 2016. And since then, my work has been collected slowly but surely by collectors throughout the country and internationally. But really, it is only this past now two years that my work has been starting to sell more regularly. And I'm sort of starting to see, well, earn a living wage now, like which is great because, I mean, I never thought whenever I opened, you know, my studio here that I'd be able to actually be at it full time and start making, you know, a regular income. You know, it really was just sort of opened for me to have my space in my spare time. I'd work away, you know, to keep me happy, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so things are, are looking up. But it does, you have to suppose, it takes a lot of time and patience. You know, if you did want to make a living, you really have to stick with it, I think, Paula, don't you? I mean, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Doesn't happen I think, overnight. Yeah, it doesn't happen overnight. And yeah, there's a lot of, I, I'm sure you've been the same. Well, with myself, Denise, anyway, there's been times where I thought I'll just, that's it. I'll jack it in, I'll give up. Um, But it is, it's that perseverance. And I think you have to be quite determined as an artist to want to make it succeed for you, you know, to keep on pushing into it yeah. and to make it succeed. So that's brilliant to hear that things are going so well for you. Yeah, I mean, I feel so grateful, definitely. But um, I think as well, the reason why things are changing now is social media, Paula. I mean, you mm. don't need to rely on anybody else to get your work out there anymore. Yeah, um, I mean, <laughs> it's great to be represented by a gallery, but at the end of the day, it's not the be and And, you know, it's not the... I suppose it's not the end of your story if you're not represented like so I think yeah. people suppose they can exhibit the work in a gallery or even in your own living room you just sort of need to get your work out there exactly. so yeah 
yeah and the art world is changing so much isn't it like these last few years it's really changed i mean obviously yes as you said with um social media obviously instagram is an amazing platform for our artists and how much it's changed that you don't need to rely on a gallery to get yourself seen and noticed um there's there's so much there's so many other ways that you can do that which is fantastic yeah. you know so yeah yeah so you did you i guess i'm curious to know about um how you got started did you go to art college are you self-taught um i went to dun Leary, um art and technology and design college and in i grad no when did i start well i graduated in 2009 yes so i was the first year that completed the visual arts practice and bachelor of arts degree Okay. So yeah, so I graduated in 2009 and then after that, I mean, I was working part-time in other jobs and doing my art on the side, but my main sort of goal was to save up and have a space, you know, a studio space. And then eventually in 2016, I got that. But yeah, I mean, I wasn't, you know, throughout them years, I was like doing a few bits in a few months, but then I was taking a break because I didn't have a proper space, you know, I was sort of doing work in a small room where I live. But um, yeah, once I got the studio, I was at, you know, most most days, like, because I have two young kids at the moment, but which is uh, challenging. It's, it's, yeah. hard. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to get into the studio sometimes, but um, yeah. that will change, as I suppose, as they get older. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I see your pictures at the back there. So you work quite large then, um, Denise, on yeah. large, it's paper, is it? That's Fabiano um, paper. Yes. Yeah. Do you buy big rolls of it then? Big Is rolls. Yes, yes, I love it. Yeah, I yeah. used to have to get it imported from um, England, but Evans now and Cable Street do it, which is great. Brilliant. Yeah. So a lot of money on shipping. But um, yeah, no, I work quite large. Like I wouldn't usually work in sketchbooks or anything like that because yeah. uh, my research work would be done on a large scale. Sure. So, I would experiment a lot with um, large pieces of paper um, on the ground, using ink and just seeing what works for me visually. Sure. But um, I suppose my practice came from um, having an interest in contemporary drawing. So let me think. So like drawing would be my main activity and principal medium for my work. And I suppose... Um, what can be defined as drawn is constantly changing and open to interpretation. But while the work of, let me think, well, while the attention to line and the work of an artist's hand does remain important to the definition of drawing, um, I think artists now are pushing the idea across all media. Yeah. So I came up with this experimental procedure. So in contrast to pencil on paper techniques I created um, drawing these pieces independent of my own hands so I started to use my breath to move the ink so each line in the, this work is created by one single breath so mm -hmm. in a sense I'm sort of um, using my breath as a medium to record life nearly as such but um, yeah so the final pieces they are very transparent I mean if you're up close to them, you can see the structure is the process and that's laid bare. And yeah. um, then I suppose this is a more complex piece behind me, but then I do a lot of minimal and more simpler pieces. And in them pieces, 
Um, let me think. It's the smallest details that matter the most, Paula. So, like, so say, um, the thickness of a line, um, how it was drawn, the intensity, mm -hmm. the color, um, what happens when one line meets another line, um, what happens when the color reaches the edge of the paper, and yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. it is very abstract. So it's. Uh, doesn't really refer to anything in the real world but is very intuitive yeah and so, you work it's quite it's quite linear as well denise isn't mm -hmm. it like i can see there's a few like lines you do different do you wait for yes. the paint to dry and then begin again or uh so what i do paul is once i have my piece uh, measured and cut I sort of sit back for a while. So it'd be on the ground here in the studio. I wouldn't be working up on top of the wall. Mm -hmm. So um, I would start by actually drawing straight lines on the pieces of paper. So these lines would work as a rough guide to where I want to place my dots of ink set. So once the lines are drawn, I would start to play, or would place dots of ink one by one, side by side and when this is done I'm actually down on top of the paper either on my knees or lying on my side and I will start to blow the ink from each uh, dot until my breath runs out so that's where the lines are coming from there yeah so yeah so they are so there is a sort of controlled it's controlled chance so it is yeah. like yeah. Some, um, structure to to them like beautiful but, um, um yeah but a I mean, it, it can be created very quickly, or it could take a piece. It could take a few days. Like that piece there would have, would have taken a few days. Yeah, as you said, I have to wait until some um, ink is dry to start again, and then you repeat the process over and over again. So you sort of get into meditation. It's nearly, you know, it's a great way to sort of block out everything else from your mind and. It's just I a process. Imagine, yeah. And do you like? Would you have music on in the background, or do you listen to everything, or is it just quiet? Is it just quiet? Kind of is your is the breath instilled in it? Like you you talk about a meditative process. Is that mm -hmm. part of us then as well? Part of the the process of the work as well? Or oh, yeah. you're very aware then um, of your breath when you're yeah. in piece um but no like sometimes i could have music on and other times the studio could be um no music on and then other times i could have maybe joe simone or Roz with me and it's a bit yeah, yeah. <laughs> no the girls but listen i try i try not to have them here because it is you do sort of need the focus you know to be on yeah. your own yeah yeah but yeah, no, it just depends, I suppose, Paula, what mood I'm in, you know. Mm, um, I get you. I know some artists, um, and I, this I've never achieved this, but some artists um, would have their children in the studio painting with them. And I don't know if that's just wow. for a photograph or Instagram, but <laughs> that was something that never really worked for me. Yeah, was, I remember oh, one day, Paula, um, oh my God, Joe Simone, now she's three now, but it was when she was two and I had a piece sold. Oh, um, I was sold that week, but I was packing up another piece. But the piece that was sold was up on the wall behind me. So I was just um, packing away and like turned around, and she was standing and she had drawn all over oh, it. Um, oh, yeah. oh my goodness. And I was like, no. And she sort of got a fright, like, and then I was like, oh God, don't scare her. And I was like, no, it's okay, it's okay. Not like yeah, so like the piece, but I contacted the lady. Um, 
things like that don't bother me you know visually i would still think the piece looks well but you know when someone has bought something that it looks yeah i know you weren't able to screenshot it and say it's now a collaboration with my daughter (laughs) she she talked the piece so she did in the end like so she said she she did now i couldn't get the the pen marks i know but she was still happy to take it which was which was wow oh wow you were very lucky there weren't you you know Fantastic. I guess it adds maybe something, it adds a little bit of something extra to the painting, definitely, doesn't it? I love that you were saying about contemporary drawing as well. So I did a drawing degree. It was contemporary drawing, really. Yeah. So um, I guess uh, the idea of drawing being like people would say to me, oh, you know, we do do portraits and something. And it was just very much so far removed from anything I thought. I mean, there was people doing video and sound work and all kinds of stuff, you know, in, in my course. So um, it's very broad. Where, where was that course, Paula? Um, I, uh, I went to, it was in London. So it was in um, University of the Arts in London. Okay. Um, there's, there's not, I think it's the only drawing degree in the UK I don't there's not one in Ireland anyway but um yeah I guess it's very broad and I mean the base for all art really is the drawing process isn't it it all comes from stems from that doesn't it really you know so um and I love the fact that it was so broad but yeah yeah, I suppose as well the thing with drawing is I mean it always a lot of the characteristics in modern contemporary art has always been present in drawing you know Mm -hmm. um years and years and years ago I mean I suppose you know that unfinished unfinishedness even if that's even a word and you know the spontaneity and even the use of negative space and all that like you know it's always been present and them characteristics but yeah no that's amazing I would love to have did a course like that yeah yeah it was great it was really good um it probably wasn't, you know, when you go on to a course and it's not really what you think, you know, you think mm-hmm. it was. And I guess my idea of drawing drawing beginning, like many people go into art college, your idea of what art college is and the reality mm-hmm. of what it actually is is often very different. But um, yeah, I was really, really happy um, that I ended up being on that course because it was very um, eye opening, I think, you know, in mm-hmm. terms of practice and process and stuff like that, which is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I suppose that college is great, like, um, you know, for helping you think, I suppose, like an artist and helping you think critically and all that. Like, I never yeah. really would have thought that way until yeah, I went absolutely. to college. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Definitely, definitely opens your mind big time. I know. Yeah. So did you, after um, Dunleary, then did you uh, do any other courses? Then did you go on to do a master's? Or Because I know lots of artists do. I toyed with the idea for quite a few years and then I just decided. Yeah, no, I'm the same. I'm the same. And I would love to do a master's, but I think I probably would wait now until the girls are a wee bit older. Sure. Um, No, I would. It is something that I'm saying, like, would always sort of end up thinking about. But um, no, not at the moment. Yeah, yeah. It's intense at the moment, shall we say. And things are going well, I guess, as well, you know. So it's great, yeah. Yeah, so I just go with the flow at the moment and then see where it's So what would your everyday environment look like then, Denise? Do you, um, you, would you be in the studio every day? Um, How would you start? I suppose a studio practice I'm in two days a week so mm. I would be in 
here on a Tuesday and a Thursday, and that is just for you know doing doing work, physical work, and then yeah. the other days of the week I do be trying to fit in you know emails and applications and stuff like that so it is quite challenging though like when you have a young child and um, trying to fit things in but um she is she's six months this week so when she's a few months older i can probably send her on to a babysitter hopefully for yeah. you know. but yeah. um yeah no i would be in Two days a week would be just um, studio practice and the rest. But sure, there's so much else that you have to do on top of things. I mean, you're yeah. brilliant. At, um, I think you had like a reel up asking people how do they plan their week. You have everything down in your notebook. Like I, I'm a person. <laughs> I've got it here, but it's a mess, Denise. Oh, it's yeah, like that's what I, I mean. Love- I love the lists. I love marking things off. But the reality is many of the same things go back on the same list. Yeah, but once you have something written down, you are more like focused and yeah. You're you get... more inclined to get it done, apparently. Um yeah, yeah. But it's one of the Deanies. Like, look, lots of things fall through the cracks here, you know, just like everybody else, I guess, you know. <laughs> but... You're amazing at Instagram. Oh my god. I mean, I must actually get on your page now for full and have a full look because I could learn so much from you. Like it's unbelievable. Like you really these reels scare the hell out of me. I don't really know. Yeah. I guess yeah instagram is changing so much and they've said that they're really focusing on video um and look i'm not about to start singing and dancing in videos that's just obviously not <laughs> not my niche but um, yeah it's true wait to see the next one denise i'll be awesome <laughs> dancing but uh i th- i think as an artist people are so fascinated with the background of what you do whether it be a list or whether yeah. it be like what pens you use and you know the whole process and stuff like that and I think that's where you can use um stuff like that but I mean look Instagram is so brilliant for anyone who's visual to be able to put your put your work out there and I think if you can engage people more with what you do and they see little chinks of how it all comes together then it's very it's like storytelling isn't it then it's it's very interesting for people and I suppose as well I mean the thing with Instagram is I mean you're discovering new work I mean like every day like it's unbelievable Um, and it really encourages you to um I suppose be an individual when it comes to your work I mean um so yeah the whole thing about process seeing people's process on instagram is great because i mean it's only really true uh, the process that people well the artists develop their original styles so um, yeah. instagram is a great place for encouraging that because i mean there's work of all sorts on it like so yeah no it's it's a brilliant space so you were saying as well denise that you have a, a stu- so your studio's place is a gallery as well then is that is that yeah. a stu- is that oh, for showing your own work or Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this um this would have been this space here would have actually been an old milking parlor and so it's a two story yeah. building and they would have milked the cows downstairs and upstairs here where I am would have been where the meal and all would have been stored. But upstairs is my studio and then downstairs I have two rooms that are connecting and I would use that as a gallery space. So I would. Um, at the moment it's just for my own work. 
um yeah which is it's it's a blessing like to have like so um yeah no it's it's really good and I, I had a show there when was it it was last year but it, we were in lockdown so I couldn't have people visiting that but it was still great to have the work actually just to see the work up in the walls in the space and um you know whenever you get your work up in a space and it's presented to a certain way it it, it sort of like closes the collect the series if you know what i mean it puts a final what am i trying to say um you just feel that yeah your work you've worked so hard this past few months it's just great to see it up in in a gallery space like but um yeah no i'm lucky to have that and now it's a very very small space downstairs but actually the photographs when you photograph the work it's deceiving you'd swear it was bigger like but yeah to have um uh solo show downstairs now early next year so that's my next thing because I didn't get to having an opening for my last um show and that so that would be maybe in next February February no sorry February coming or March so that's what I'm aiming for fingers crossed all go well yeah that would be amazing um and obviously your works are quite large have you has your work changed quite a bit over the years like in terms of size and what you've done um yeah no it now my work used to be very large I mean one of my biggest pieces would have been 10 foot by five foot so yeah and then other pieces would have they all would have been eight foot by five foot okay so they've been smaller And working in the same way then, Denise, is that right? Is you, well, you, definitely, definitely, you can see a lot of development in the work. Um, I mean, yeah. if you look at um, any of my pieces from 2000 and, um, 2010, 2011 to my work now, the, it's not as controlled. The work was more controlled um, back then. Mm. The line is a bit more freer. And no, there's definitely, I mean, you, you can see it visually, um, there's a, there is a development um, I mean, I would have did a wee bit of photography and printmaking and all that, you know, in between um, the breath drawings, but I always come, this is the work I sort of always come back to. Yeah. Um, I just feel there's a lot more to, to develop um, within it, like, sort of. Yeah. And I guess the photography, it's, I mean, it's a skill that you need uh, as well like alongside being an artist now that people are putting their own works up on their own websites or social media yeah. I mean photography is probably very different than what you were doing but just to have a skill to be able to take decent photographs of something and decent yeah. photographs of your artwork. Funny you mention that um like I like taking photographs of my work in natural light and yeah. um, um, I would use, say, you know, Sachi Art, the website, I would use that for selling to international because they, they organise shipping and all that. And obviously mm. it would be quite expensive to ship pieces on my own, but um, they're always emailing me about my photographs saying that they're too dark, that they need to be bright and, you know, for the marketing team and that. Like, But I hate them when they're bright. I don't know. I think it takes away from them. I, I prefer them to be shot mm. natural light i don't know it just for me uh visually but um yeah it's actually it's 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 hard though um both talk, taking pictures of your work like um like i probably would need to do a bit more 
research on it and it is, it is a skill in itself like I mean that's what a lot of people do professionally like it's, it's some people's jobs like so I probably would need to do a bit more work on that side of things but um yeah I definitely prefer it more in natural light mm -hmm. me personally um but I know when you're on your computer they want you to have bright bright images and all that like so I don't know. What do you think, Paula? They need to be punchy, don't they? The whites need to be crisp white. And I know the Fabriano yeah. paper because I work with um, Arsh's watercolour paper and I used to work mm -hmm. with Fabriano. And it's not it's not bleached white. It's it's like, no. it's, it's there's a tone to it, you know? Um, and yeah. it's very hard to get that then in, in mm -hmm. photography because um, it's not like a bright white, you know, so it's, yeah, it's, it's not the natural color, I guess, of it really. Yeah, yeah. so you, I try, I like things to look like, you know, themselves, like, so yeah. yeah. Um, mm. but, but yeah. The, but, the um, Fabriano paper, actually, I remember, um, I lived in London at the time and I used to get it from a place called Atlantis, um, which was just off Brick Lane in London. And, get these big rolls and I'd have to get two buses there and bring it back on the bus. Oh, <laughs> That's a lot of work. Oh my goodness, yes. I was tormented with it. But anyway, yeah. But it's gorgeous paper. It's beautiful, you know. Yeah, it is, it is beautiful. It's and really you know, um, it's amazing how your your um, material, like whether it be paint, ink or that, sits so differently on different kinds of yeah. paper. Like, I your know. paper plays a huge role in your practice like so it Absolutely, does yeah yeah definitely um even i so i use quite a lot of watercolor paper but i used to i like to use the hot press one and i know lots of people like the dimpled effect on the watercolor but i just i like the smooth i like it smooth and it has it the, the paint just sits very very differently on it you know and yeah. how it merges and how it interacts with other medium then as well is very very different so yeah i actually used to use the hot press paper years ago and now i'm using the cold press paper okay yes yeah, comes around cool. full circle hey yeah 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 um, do you stick your pages down then Denise like do you have to tape them down or do they they don't warp or bubble or anything like that no 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 not this paper no I were to have um them on um the ground you know when you're cutting paper roll off I just have my my books all on it on the outside mm -hmm. and eventually with the weight of books it will just sort of flatten it will stay flat like sure they is hanging quite quite well like yeah no it, it's not rolling yeah. off yeah actually um my first few ever exhibitions when i used to hang them they used to curve at the bottom mm. and it actually it used to be it was a nice um effect yeah curve. it used to be it was nice visually to look at and um, so it was mm. yourself all a paper like it's constantly moving you know in the studio here like you know it can be quite cold or it can be quite warm like paper is always constantly moving yeah. and that's thing i do even see when i have um a piece framed um in the studio you could come in some morning and like it could be warped just from the coldness the night before but by the end yeah. of the day even that could be all gone like so i mean i suppose paper is like a living thing nearly in itself it is because i guess there's also the humidity in the air and all those kind of things that make us yeah, yeah change and morph and all that kind of stuff um tell me a bit about um sachi art so you're with sachi art 
And mm-hmm. is that where you feel like you saw the growth then, Denise, in your like work over the last couple of years? Is, is has that been a, a good choice for you? I guess in terms of well, how you. Sachi Art, okay, so I would have uploaded a few pieces to Sachi Art a long time ago and uploaded it and never really thought anything about it, like just left yeah. it there. And then it was actually when I had my first child, um, she was only a few weeks old and I was doing the night feeds and um, sure, to pass the time in the night feeds, I was just checking emails and um, I had an email and I was like, congratulations, you have so nice, like what? what's going on and my husband was working nights at the time and I rang him I was like you're never gonna guess what I sold one piece on um Saatchi Art and he was like oh that's brilliant and I was like how the hell am I gonna ship the piece and all these questions started you know and he was like Denise seriously cop on like we'll, we'll figure it out so it sort of seemed at that time it seemed to like my work and if they do like your work they will promote it so they started promoting it in like their they have like features every week and that so I sold a good few pieces so that sort of made me think okay yeah like I can fucking be based here in County Monaghan in a you know the back end of nowhere and sell work like so and um, that's when I started selling internationally now you it was Satchi Art I would get maybe five or six sales a year like which is good yeah, yeah. but um, I actually, this a lot of Irish people is buying work now. And, you know, I actually would thank Tanya, you know, Tanya from Florence and Henry. Yes. And I actually, I think that's how I came across your work, Denise. Um, from yeah. so I'm so to Tanya. I mean, like she, I followed her page because I just think her house is absolutely amazing. I mean, yeah. she has such an eye for design. Yeah, Tanya is wonderful. Yeah. Oh God! And um, so she ended up following me back, and just one day she was like, "Oh my God, I love your work. I have to buy a piece." And she ended up buying a piece, and then she, of course, she shared it. So when she shared images of my work, definitely a lot of more Irish people. So like that opened a big door for me mm. in Ireland. So since then, um, definitely have been selling a lot more to Irish collectors, which is That's great. Incredible. That's yeah amazing. like so yeah. great like people like that like they had they do have a huge influence um absolutely they do yeah um and yeah i know tanya tanya's wonderful i love her um and she just she she's very generous with um what she shares i guess as well and it does have an enormous impact doesn't it in terms of knock-on effect you know mm-hmm thing is as well like you know if you're spending time creating your home and that and you're buying pieces and stuff for your home like you can be selfish and you might want other people to you know have not similar the same thing but a similar piece in your home like nearly you know people can be like oh well I don't want you to have you know but like yeah yeah, the fact that she shared it like was brilliant like because um yeah, no, because like it's it's hard to get to work out there. It is hard, like so. Yeah. Um, sort of opened my work to. And I that. guess also when people see it in situ, then like they see it in uh like in a space, like in a house, in a home, and they go, oh, I can see how that would work because I I think sometimes if if you can't visualize where the work could be or how it look it's very hard to buy things then um online and go i'm not really too sure 
how that's going to work in that space and some people be able to visualize it but I know some people find that really really tricky you know and so if you've seen it somewhere and it's been almost shown like as in this is our home and this is how this piece looks and works in our home and then other people can relate to that in some way you know yeah yeah so it's like definitely people find it hard to visualize it especially my work because it's it's not I wouldn't think my my work's not really commercial Paula if you know what I mean like I don't think it is commercial so I find it hard to 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 picture it um in their home so yeah once it's framed and that it definitely plants a seed and they sort of think god yeah no um it looks well hopefully they think it looks well listen it's my work's not going to be everybody's cup of tea i think you either like it or you don't that's, like and that's everybody's work isn't it you know it's just you just can't it, it's a case if you just can't please everybody and you you just have certain people who are drawn to your work for one reason or another but yeah. i would say your work is is commercial i mean it's it's that's obviously good very very abstract but i would say it definitely is i mean it's i think it depends on what you're what you mean by commercial it's you know yeah well i suppose i mean i don't i don't mean commercial yeah i suppose what i mean is um basically what i mean it wouldn't be to many people's taste like i don't i don't know but i'm just presuming like so um i could be i could be wrong paula but um i mean the thing is especially when you're making art I don't know about you but I remember like when I was younger like I used to try to make art nearly to to make money and that is just a recipe for disaster I mean you just you just make art you just I think the best thing to do is just work away in your studio and do your thing and if people like it people like it and if people don't people don't that's it like I definitely don't think you should make money or make art to make money I mean I think that's just sort of a recipe to make bad art if you get me yeah, I think it ends up, you end up maybe trying to play to what people want as opposed to what really you want to be making yourself. Yeah. And then I think that spills over in your work then because this, I feel like, I don't know, I don't know whether you agree with this, but I, I feel like when I make artwork, there's an energy that I pour into it. And I think that exists within the artwork then that I make. And if it's something that I'm not... I'm happy with or I haven't made out of that place that I know it's really from what I really want to be making then I think that exudes then you know and I think that's some way that energy is passed on and I think yeah there's probably there's probably been many times actually not not recently but way way back where I would have been quite similar making art um with a view to like oh I need to make this to sell but really kind of pleasing what was in at the time or mm-hmm. that kind of idea I guess you know um yeah. and as, as for me it was I remember like when I was just about to open my studio it was listening to a few people they were like why don't you know simple things like meaning absolutely no harm like at all yeah to like give me advice but you know why don't you work smaller or you, you know you probably sell more and all this sort of stuff and I end up doing that and I was like what am I at I mean at the end of the day like I love making my work and if it sells at you know in the end that's just a bonus you know what I mean like so um yeah no you're, you're so right about the energy in in a piece like I mean if you're just doing something for the sake of doing it it's, it's just not going to work like 
No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just sorry, I was about to say, you have to be careful what leaves your studio, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. I've learned that over the last few years. Um, not everything needs to be put out there. I think you have to be nearly selective now what you put up, you know, if you, if you understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I do. I guess maybe I don't take that on board so much. <laughs> that maybe have left my studio in the past and looking back and sort of like oh you know I prefer maybe if that hadn't been left but I, I mean I, I you suppose mean if you're unhappy with something or do you mean like yeah. it should be between yourself and you know say a client who has commissioned you to do something that kind of idea or if I'm unhappy with something like mm. I probably I, I, now I can do pieces and I'm happy with it, but I'm they mightn't necessarily be to me visually um you know what visually pleasing, but I'm happy with the piece. Did if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. There has been one or two pieces that have left the studio and I wouldn't have been happy with them. Like I just like nah, don't like there's just something about it. I the piece and I probably thinking back, I should have never of left it leave the studio. So it's just something that I I, I start to think about now, like mm. I, I be careful of what I put up online. Um yeah, it's just something that um, I do I do think it's a it's a reckoning with things like that and you kind of it's a process to learn that and I think that comes with I, I feel like it comes with an art career that you're maturing along the road so that you know it's back to that thing. Is it a sale because I just want it to be a sale or is it a sale because I'm really I've put the energy and the time of what I love and what's authentic to my own work and what I'm really happy with putting out into the world and Mm -hmm. understanding the balance between saying that's something in that work doesn't sit right with me and knowing when to be able to pull back and say okay there's there's a change of mind on that or it's no longer for sale or whatever whatever it might be I think that comes with just the learning process and the maturity of it you know you definitely feel better than me (laughs) Well, I don't know, but <laughs> I, I, I what I'm trying to say. Let's <laughs> just say, Denise, I'm still learning that, really, you know. But <laughs> uh, there's some like the, one of my favorite artists, really, would be Louise Bourgeois, and I think oh, yeah. it, you know she was 93, still making work, and I think, gosh, how much did she learn along the way of, you know, all those nuanced things that you don't really think about as. Uh, an artist and the decisions that you have to make in order to put your work out there and to feel like that you're giving um you're giving your work the right space and time that it deserves I guess you know um but as somebody like her I think gosh wouldn't you love to sit down with somebody who has that wealth and depth of knowing oh god yes um, knowing themselves and knowing their work um, yeah yeah, definitely. It would be amazing. Yeah. We're just babies, Denise. We're just babies. I know. I, know. <laughs> I suppose that's the great thing about um our jobs is it is something that we'd be able to do when if we reach to ninety three years of age, absolutely. you know. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I know. And do you feel like um I guess just getting back to your children, do you feel like your work has changed or how you work has changed since having yeah, I think since having my two girls, um, I have more of a need to do work. 
there's mm. uh, like well I'm constantly thinking oh when am I going to get to the studio I need to do this and that I don't know what it is I think um obviously before kids you take your time for granted and now I'm like what was I doing with all that time <laughs> I know it's so funny isn't it I often oh, think God. I'm so much more prolific since having children than since before there mm. is an urgency I think in the time in your time that you do have in the studio then it's it's, it's not taken for granted yeah mm-hmm. yeah um and I wonder is because you you say that your work is meditative um I wonder is there just that element of just that meditation space just to yourself when you're creating as well um no little people demanding your attention or just oh God, yes noise that goes with that yeah no it's it's definitely good for you know for your head like your mental health you know to yeah. do something that um you love and creating i mean creating anything i mean even cooking create like anything that you create something you know from scratch it, it it's good for your well-being so yeah of course of yeah. course yeah yeah um, what about the business side of things, um, then, Denise? Obviously, you you are doing really well, and that's amazing. How do you keep on top of all of the other bits that go along with being an artist and like selling as an artist? Because there's obviously things that need to get done uh, that yeah, I, I, I don't put off, but um, at the moment, like I just as it's sort of going with it going with the flow i mean there's no there's not really much thought process going into anything at the moment um paula but i just sort of try and um get work done and when it's done i just get it up online i mean that's mainly it um the business side of things i mean i am sort of all over the place at the moment but well i you know when my kids get older hopefully that will change but um business yeah, I mean, I don't really know what to say, Paul, on the business side of things. Mm-hmm. I just sort of go with, go with the flow. Like, I, yeah. there's no really structure um, to what I, I do. Like, just hope so for I, the best. Wing yeah. it like the rest of us, Denise. I mean, yeah. really, you know. I think, um, yeah, all of that's not taught in, in college, you know. So I think it's, it's a case of figuring out what works for you, like, in terms yeah. of the and all that kind of stuff as well you know so yeah I mean my family um would be a business like led like my mother and father have run their own businesses you know all their lives like so Mm. maybe it's in there somewhere in me like but yeah yeah, I'm just sort of going with the flow like that there definitely is no structure to my math you know yeah that's a pretty answer for you Paula but no it's the truth though Denise and I think many people will be the same you know I think in terms of figuring things out and yeah sort of faking until you make it isn't that what the same yeah absolutely (laughs) um what are some of the things though Denise that you would feel like um would be challenges along with um being an artist and or being creative with being an artist I suppose um definitely um talking about my art is a challenge I always as a, as a challenge even in, in college oh my god I used to dread like any presentation or anything like that but I suppose like that the more you do it and the more you practice the easier it gets and mm-hmm. um, yeah 
getting your work out there it is it is challenging um but um of course as we were talking early on it is easier with the likes of instagram but yeah i mean it is hard to get your work out there to a broad audience like but you just keep doing it bit by bit and hope for the best as you say and then motherhood of course uh, any job is challenging um as a mother but um yeah it, it is challenging whenever you have young kids um trying to get things done but um i suppose it's about trying to find the perfect balance between the two Um, and creating i suppose the only challenge is with creating work is actually getting into your studio and doing it but once you're in i mean you just have to i suppose trust, trust your gut and just start working away i mean originality really only comes from um creating and it's through the process every artist mm-hmm. will actually end up developing their own signature style so mm-hmm. it anybody just just do it i mean just keep and don't be afraid of making bad art because it's only till you make bad work that you appreciate your your good work i suppose Absolutely, yeah. I would have never said that you, because you come across as being very, very um, capable of talking about your work. So I wouldn't have seen that as one of your your challenges at all. You know, you're very um, good at speaking about it. So, uh, but oh it's interesting uh, how you perceive something compared to how other people perceive mm. you is often very different, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's great to hear, Paula, because yeah. like I would say that I was really bad at um, talking about my work. I suppose um, it's, uh, listen, I suppose you nearly you know the way sometimes people find it hard to talk about their feelings. Like it's sort of like, you know, it's your work. So it's it's, yeah. it's hard to talk about. And it's, I suppose sometimes it can be easier talking about other people's work than your own. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and it also, I think it also is dependent on who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. I feel I often feel like if you're talking to your work about your work to somebody and you just see the kind of glazed eye, <laughs> yeah, glazed eye yeah, yeah it's that. like I lose my enthusiasm then, you know, I just I forget about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I would get that glazed look a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mention the breath, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably, yeah. yeah and then there's some people that are so interested like and are hanging off your every word like which is great yeah yeah, yeah i know well you you're very eloquent in, in how you speak about your work so um and what about um in terms of inspiration like do you do you look to anything for inspiration either for your work or for just day to day if you're feeling like you're having a rush or something like that, you know, and you need to kind of move along or get back into the rhythm of things. Right. Well, first of all, what inspires me would be actually being in the studio on my Mm. own working. So that's where work comes from work and that's what inspires me. But if I am feeling like I'm stuck in a rut, what I would do is I would just leave the studio and I could leave the studio for a week, two weeks, three weeks, and then after that that break, I'll come back and I will just clear it all out, get it all cleaned up and start afresh. I think sometimes you need to take a step away to sort of re-energize um, yourself. But definitely, some, I, I don't like when the place is, you know, 
feeling like it's coming in on me. So a good clear out of the studio and getting everything just out of the way just to start fresh. Um, that's what I would do now if I was stuck in a rut. I mean, you don't have to be in the studio every week. Like there is so much other things that you can be doing, you know, um, other than actually physically working. So if you are stuck in a rut, I would just, just leave. Just leave for a while and then come back. Yeah, I think sometimes it's like having an argument with somebody. You just need to you need space from it all. Sometimes yeah. come back and okay, I forgive you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you can forgive me, whatever. <laughs> I forgive you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's that breathing space from something, and then it, you're able to get a different perspective on things. I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I one thing that I often ask um other creatives is if you have any you know bits of suggestions for somebody who's wanting to start out or for somebody who mightn't who wants who has that creative mm-hmm. thing within them but they just don't know where to begin. What would you say to yeah. them? Well, um, I would. Okay, okay. So I would say that you need to give yourself, allow yourself the space and freedom to experiment um, with different mediums and different subject matters um, and as much as possible because it's only really through all that experimentation that um, you will find your own originality. So I think that's important. Um, I mean, originality, I mean, I suppose it's a thing that people, I suppose originality is a thing that people want in their work. I mean, nobody wants their work to sort of look exactly like anybody else. I mean, um, it definitely is only through the process that you would find that. So I think that's important for every artist. And as well, what I was saying earlier on um, about representation, don't get fixed up on being represented by a gallery like just try and get your work out there and um whether it be in your living room or in a gallery like but just just work away and just get it out there i mean don't try not to rely on other people to do that for you i mean you can do a lot of a lot of things for yourself nowadays so that's sort of me advice if that's any advice but um, yeah that's brilliant yeah that's great. Um, I think there's lots of people out there. I think there's never been a better time to be a creative and see that actually it can be a fulfilling career as well, you know. And um, yeah, there's lots of people. I don't know about you, Denise, but I often get asked from people like just where, how to begin, where do I start? I'd love to be able to do this full time. And um, it's one of those questions that I think each, each artist is able to bring a little element of some something themselves that is either yeah. work for themselves or I think um, me as well Paula I mean I it took me years to be full-time like I, I was yeah. working in other jobs and if you just you know in your extra time just work away I mean if you're interested in something and you love something you'll do that naturally anyway yeah um, and just I suppose don't be putting so much pressure on yourself as well to be like a full time at it full time. Just sort of take it bit by bit and step by step, and um, yeah, and see where it takes you. Like, I mean, I never ended up. Well, I never originally opened this place up to be at it full time. Like, it was for my own self, like a place for me to to create work. Like, um, but yeah, what advice do you would you give me, Paula? Because um, <laughs> 
don't well, think you I need any advice, on. Denise. I think you're doing fantastically. Oh, um, no, I love advice yeah. because, um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I, like, think, I think there's a couple of things you said. Like, I think you're dead right about representation with the gallery. Mm -hmm. I think it's not needed nowadays. Um, it's brilliant if it happens. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, I think a lot of artists get very fixated on that's yeah. the that's the golden thing that's what will mean that I'm successful and I don't necessarily think that's the case I think you can sell your art by yourself and have a thriving career without having a gallery on board um yeah. and some I mean the, it's brilliant if you get a gallery and you've got a really good relationship with them but it, it doesn't always work that way I guess you know yeah. um yeah. and yeah I I guess my advice really is is down to social media it doesn't have to be instagram but i think put yourself out there linkedin can work really well as well and um, i know artists who also are quite active on pinterest um and facebook i think you can only choose one thing and maybe one and a half mm -hmm. but i think it's just it's almost full time in itself to be yeah. you know on it and doing that that you don't want to you don't want to try and do it you can't do it all you just can't do it all because then it takes away from the making as well you know but I think you're dead right about the uh the gallery um representation um and I think like even earlier on you were saying about applying for things I think mm. apply for lots of different things as well to get m more seen so the more visibility oh, yeah. that you can get as well you know um, which is yeah. amazing. But... So I actually, um, at the end of the month, um, do you know the KFS down in County Kerry, KFS Festival? Mm -hmm. So I'm down there um, um, exhibiting work. So now it'll be my first time down there. Like, But the likes of them festivals are great. Um, That's for, brilliant. Yeah, for yeah. meeting other artists and um, I suppose um, meeting just people. Like we... I think the whole idea behind it is that you'll actually be there beside your work. So if you're coming to view the work, you'll actually be physically be able to talk to the artist and that. So yeah, things like that are great. Like, so they are. Um, and for, have you done anything like that before then, Denise? Like, oh um, yeah. I mean, because my work is so large, I don't really apply to that much exhibitions, but yeah. it's, a, it's a festival that I've been following online this past few years. So I was like, me and my husband and the kids never got away for a holiday during the summer so we were like oh my god okay we'll, I, we'll apply for this and if we if I get approved sure we'll go down for the few days but no I think like things like that are brilliant but um I do find them a wee bit challenging whenever my work is so large but um down in two separate cars you see so I'll have to go down with the kids and Kevin will have to go down in his van with the artwork and that so but um definitely and well framed as well i guess you have to be really careful with the with the frames and stuff like that then as well as well, the wrapping the, the work i'm actually exhibiting at this won't be framed so there'll be oh that's good bits. yeah but yeah like i mean um i had a show um in last show i had in dublin all the work was framed and i had i was actually in a horse box from county Monaghan up to dublin and i was standing in the back of the horse box oh um, my goodness where are you that's dedication yeah. for you denise that's you and your love for your artwork <laughs> yes, they're, all, they're gonna protect them it's like the mother hen you know <laughs> and it was like straw and everything the bottom the the horse box like but like 
this is it like so um, we got them all up to uh, Dublin safe and sound and had the exhibition and everything so it was good like but yeah it is a bit of a torture when when the work is so so big like hopefully like I'll end up making loads of money and all this won't be a problem for me anymore I can just hire a big lorry or something but yeah 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 Fantastic. So I guess on that note then, Denise, tell us, that's what you've got next in the pipelines. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have anything else coming up or is that your big thing that you're working towards, I guess, at the moment? Well, no, just I'd be working towards now um, a new um, a new collection and hopefully yeah. we'll be doing that here downstairs in the gallery in um, early next year. So that's just the next step. Brilliant. And see where that takes me, Paula. Fantastic. Well, I wish you all the best with us, with the uh, the festival and with the show coming up. I'll keep an eye out for that, definitely. Um, and it's in Monaghan, is that right? So it'll be in the studio in Monaghan, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Denise, where can people find you? So, um, so Instagram um, and Facebook, but Instagram's great. Um, I would post more regularly on Instagram and um, it's great for, for people to be able to um, talk to me directly. Just send me a private message and I'll get back to you. Yeah. Sure. And what's your what's your handle on Instagram? What's that? Oh, what is it? She's fantastic. I should know that. <laughs> <laughs> Put you on the spot there, Denise. <laughs> so we are over. Yeah, so it's Denise underscore McCabe. Yeah. Okay, Denise, Denise underscore McCabe. Well, yeah. what I'll do is I'll link them all below so people can see. And I'll put your Sachi as well. You're, you're with Sachi. Oh, thank you so much. I'll put that down um, below for people to have a look as well. Um, and Denise, thank you so much for coming on today. And loved hearing more about um, your artworks and a bit about your story as well. And it's been lovely to chat to you. Paula, thanks a million. I'm sort of relieved now that's over. I'm sort of <laughs> once you get talking about that it's fine but it's the waiting before um you know before um, something like this you do be a wee bit nervous but yeah nerves are good you never show that you care so if you, did, if you weren't nervous well. yeah and i think things like this is you're, you're not quite sure what's I go, I go a bit off sometimes in my questions as well. And I know I send a few questions out to uh, artists as well beforehand. But I do say it's like it's a movable feast, you know, in terms yeah. of what comes up. But um, I hope it wasn't too grueling anyway. No. <laughs> anyway, listen, Denise, lovely to talk to you. Okay. Take care and we keep in touch. Will do. I'll be watching your um, reels on Facebook, <laughs> on Instagram. See which one comes up next. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Take care, Denise. Bye. 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 Bye.